0: amazing when the power comes on isn't it are you guys ready I'm I'm ready feel like a John Wayne movie I was born ready but I got to start off let's welcome our online crowd God bless you guys people from Texas and Florida we love you and anywhere else you're watching us so God is good we love the Lord but you know why chickens are so afraid but because. <laughs> Thank you, John Hansen. He told me that before I came out, and I thought that's better than the one I had, so that was good. <laughs> Be thankful for small things from the Lord. See, some of your kids, Sean, are going to write that one down. Taylor's probably, I'm remembering that. Going to school with that baby. But because. Well, I got to tell you, I'm so stoked. I am excited because I. I want to, you know, I'm like, Lord, okay, I want to do this message, I was going to do this message, and it's coming uh, later, uh, just about stay at your post, or hold your post, and then that's all, but he said, just this last week, they need this, and and do this one first, and and he brought back my mind, my memory, almost in a, a vision, it's not like I was transported anywhere, but something happened about three and a half years ago, and uh uh I was I was praying and I was I say declarations every day you know um, just ones that I'm believing because how many knows out of your mouth is life and death and so I' was speaking life there's situations that happen in life and you want to speak to those you're going to talk to the mountain Jesus said say to this mountain I don't have to tell God about the mountain I'm going to tell come on my mountain about my God so I'm I'm speaking that and he brings me back to this time and I remember telling, Uh, ...came about it, and I said, hey, man, I had this great time in the Lord today... ...and he was speaking to me, and he said, the scripture that I say... ...and I'll put the scripture up there, it's John 14, 12. And uh, this is, now this is the King James Version, okay? Verily, verily. So that's another, that's just like saying truly, all right? Uh, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also... ...and greater works than these shall we do, because I go unto my Father. All right, so part of my declaration... you know I'll I'll say this scripture and he said and I so I said it and I said it out loud you know because here's the thing if you're going to declare something if life is in your mouth you can think it all you want but the devil can't hear your thoughts he can't he's an angel he can't hear them God can he understands your thoughts he knows those but you need to speak them so that they are heard so he said say it again so I said it again say it again I did say it again I'm like is there an echo in here and so he said, now break it down. And so then I started saying it word at a time. And so I got through the word at a time. And, you know, it's amazing how much God puts up with this, isn't it? But then he, he stopped me and he said, say that word. And I said, all right, so I'm going to get to this. So just hang with me here. And so I told PK about it. And, and I said, so this is what he said. And he said this and it wasn't this. It was this, and she said, you know, honey, that's awesome. That's great, and I shelved it. You ever do that? He says, you know, and you're like, that was great. I had this great time with God, and you kind of... It goes in the memory bank, and you are thankful for it, but, you you know, hey, the day's happening. So I got stuff to do and all that, and so I I counted it as a blessing and thankful that I heard from the Lord, and so uh, I go on. Three and a half years later, he brings me back to that spot, and that's what happened this last week. So today I'm going to talk about, now just hear me out. How many are going to hang with me a little bit? Okay, it's going to be all right. It's going to be good because I'm going to show you something. Listen, I've been doing ministry for 30 years, but I have never seen it this way. It's, what I've been teaching you is all good. It's, there's nothing wrong with what I've been but it's going to take us and catapult us to another level. I don't want to take a squirt gun to put hell out you know or don't to take a knife to a gunfight I mean like Lord if if there's something uh, how many have ever thought maybe I'm not doing something maybe there's just something I'm missing maybe just I don't know I didn't catch it because in church it's easy to go yes Whoa, yeah, yeah. And by the time you get to your car or the time you get to wherever you're going to eat or whatever, you're like, how did he say that? Or that next Monday, I know I was going to do something. I, know. I mean, he made it sound so easy. Because the enemy is after the word. What I'm telling you and going to tell you in this series, he is out to get it so you don't get it in you. Hmm. <laughs> He doesn't, want you to, he doesn't want it to take seed and to germinate. He doesn't want it to grow. He doesn't want you to believe it. But if I could tell you something that is every word of this, as God has given what he puts in his word, you know this, every word is true. I will be able to back all of this up with the word. You won't have to take my word on it. You have his. But it's caused me to look at faith. The title of this message is The Faith of God. Everybody say Of. Ground floor believing. So if we believed one way, I'm not saying it was wrong. But this is going to go and show you like. It's going to take you and it's going to help connect the dots. It's going to help you find the puzzle piece that you couldn't find. It's going to help us to go deeper, deeper. It's, it'll be I think it's going to be a Rama word, a revelation word. It was not me. I had to look at it over and over again. I had been in church all my life. And that's the thing. When we started this church, my whole push for True Life Church was he gave me the name, John 14, 6. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's how this name got True Life Church. And our vision statement, live life on purpose. Because I would seen church, and you've seen Church. Oh, you, if you don't dress a certain way, if you don't wear certain things, heaven forbid, if you look this way or that way or whatever, or you don't do, then, you know, or whatever. Or it was good at church, but by the time we got home, we were like, how do I make that work for me? It seemed like it's working for him, but... And it would frustrate me. And we'd go and we'd say, Yeah, I felt the presence of God. It was good church, but I gotta live that. Come on. I gotta make that happen where I live. I'm, I, I, it's great that things are happening over in the you know other parts of the world and all that. That's wonderful. And I want it to keep happening, but I want it in my house. How do I get that? John 14, 12. He that believeth on me. That's is the launch pad for what we're going to talk about. He that believeth on me. If you want to go to another version. He that believes on me. This version, the King James Version, is the only version that uses that word on. The others say in. It's interesting that God took me to on instead of in. Because when I said it. And Kim will remember, I was saying it, I started saying it in. But in the declaration that I have in my phone, it says on. And when I said in, when I first repeated it, he said, what? Say it again. So now I understand why he had me repeat it three times. Isn't that amazing about the number three, but that's a whole other subject. But he brought me back to... On instead of in, which changes some stuff. I don't know how long this series will go on. Um, maybe six weeks. I don't know. I don't care. I just want to get results. How about you? I want to see results in my life and in my family's life and in my church, which is actually him. But you are the church. You all know that. This is just a building. But I want to clarify this right out of the gate. You should have faith in God. So there's nothing wrong with being in God. Do we understand each other? Just to clarify, it's good to have faith in God. But God gives us supernatural faith. I have never seen this this way before now. So much to the part that, you know, I mean, I've even asked the Lord, hey, let me just, can we just sit on this for like, you know, how many have ever procrastinated anything? Procrastinators unite tomorrow. Tomorrow. Or you just want to say, I'm going, yeah, I'll start that, Lord, but I want to. But this is one of those, he's, this is what he said. And I'm just being as honest as I can because I'm just laying foundation, I'm laying groundwork. This is what he spoke to me. Right after he told me all of that, he brought that back to my mind. This is what he said. And I am humbled to say this. So please, please, please hear me out. It is not the whistle that pulls the train, the whistle just makes noise. I am not up here to toot my whistle. Not that I have one, (laughs) but I'm here to show you that God has something more for each and every one of us, that we are living beneath and below what he is calling us to do, because sometimes we just let life carry us through. It's not that it's inevitably wrong or all of that, but can you believe there's more if you're involved in God? I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about just happiness and peace. Somebody say health. I'm going to pray when this is over. If you need a healing, you will get healed. That's what my belief. I'm, I'm going to start praying for people at the end of service. And God is going to heal them. I am not the healer. I am the jumper cable. But he's going to do something to your battery. We're going to light it up. Listen to what this what we're talking about. He gives us supernatural faith. Every person that has ever asked Jesus into their heart, that has ever gotten saved, has the same quality and the same quantity of faith that Jesus has. If you've asked God into your heart, and you've asked Jesus to come and be your Savior, you have the same faith, the same amount, and the same kind that Jesus has. Because it is the faith of God... That you have he gave it to you the faith of god now this is what i'm looking at right now this looks like calves looking at a new gate i worked at cedar point for two summers push down pull up in your safety bar exit quickly to your right thanks for riding the blue streak next 24 glide on through You're next to ride the streak of blue now don't be shy just you know so we had this whole spiel i could open up a whole nother queue line which is a whole other place for people to stand or weave in throughout whatever, and they would just look at it like you're looking at me. I would have to take somebody and go, come on, come on. And they would start and then people would go, oh, oh. oh. But, but because. They had to see somebody else do it. And that kind of brings us to where we're at right now. But we have the same faith. And see, we don't think we do. We don't think we do. And so we don't see and get the result. We don't do what Jesus did because we don't do what Jesus did. Do you get it? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. You can do what Jesus did because you have the same faith Jesus had. We don't lack in the faith department. At least not where God's concerned because he gave us, he gave us, he gave us the faith we need that we're supposed to have. And you've heard me say this before, God doesn't arbitrarily say, you know what, I'm going to bless you, I'm not going to bless you, I'm going to do this. He doesn't do that because faith has laws and God works by covenant. You get what everybody else gets, the same. The same. If you're like, "Well, God gave Pastor Brett a different size." No, he did not. I have the same exact measure that you have. We know faith has power. Hebrews 11:6 says the scripture says, "Without faith it's impossible to please him." We know this, all things are possible to him that believes. Faith in Mark tells us it can move mountains. It can pull trees out. And we make judgment calls that involve others. Pastor, you just must have a lot of faith. I have the same faith you have. If you believe in Jesus, he didn't give me more than he gave you. And what we end up doing is we beg God for more. God, give me more. My faith must be so weak. Give me more. I want you to stick with me because I'm going to show you some truths that the Lord has shown me. Is that okay? See, here's what I found out with me. So before you get mad at me, just know I am stepping on my own toes. I don't have a faith problem. i got a block in my mind. I have wrong thinking. It's a knowledge problem. Now I'm going to explain it. If we didn't see something working, then we ask God for more. I'm guilty of it? Because I'm not understanding the do me- Because I, don't, I only see what I want to see. I see what my mind says, okay, this makes sense to me. So as long as it makes sense with one of my senses, I'm okay. We need to understand that when we got saved, given to us by Almighty God is the same supernatural faith that Jesus had. So the problem wasn't my faith. The problem is I didn't have enough knowledge or didn't want to take the time to know how it works. Does that make sense? Faith works by laws. You can't change laws. Electricity, gravity, governed by laws. I don't care who you are. If you don't believe in gravity, gravity will find you if you jump off the building. That's not going to cha- I can't change the law. I have to have something that supersedes that. The law of lift would supersede gravity. But knowing that laws cannot be changed, this truth has changed my mindset. I don't have to beg God for something that I already have all that I need. I'm going to say that one more time. I don't have to beg God for having something that I have all that I need already. So what I have to do is if I'm going to believe this word, and again, I will uncover it scripture after scripture. We'll walk through this together. But what's going to happen, what's happening with me is I don't have room now in my mind for doubt and unbelief. I cannot give them space in my brain for doubt and unbelief. Because this is really true, and you know that phrase: If you give the enemy an inch, he'll take a... Yes, he will, and he'll take everything he can get from you. Don't let him in. If you can see the enemy coming a mile away, stop it then, because once he gets face-to-face, it's hand-to-hand combat, and you really don't want to do that if you don't know how to fight. Are you with me? Stop it now. I have supernatural faith. You have supernatural faith. Your Confidence should start rising. I didn't know that I just thought well, you know If you're a certain kind of person or you're this or you're that you just have no, that's not how he works So I won't unbelief that that's a weird the way I said that but I won't not believe that how's that I just believe that I have it I have to learn though. There is a process. I have to learn how faith functions I have to renew my mind. How many need their mind renewed? Have you ever... I mean, you've had an experience somewhere or something like that, and it's kind of tainted your mind, and then you have to go back through something. And I'm just going to be just telling you. Now, I would not be honest with you, but I'm just going to tell you. I, where's Rob? Rob. Love Rob. Rob has been with me for years. Margie, I know you're here somewhere, too. There you are. The only problem with Margie is she likes the Steelers. But other than that, she's good. No, I'm sorry. Steelers are a good team. I can't. There's a monster in there. But Rob had to be in the hospital for some issues, and they were some of the same I had in 2020. And my wife can tell you, I love Rob. The last place I wanted to go is the place where Rob was at. And I'm just sharing, I mean, I didn't want to go. Now, she gets to hear all the stuff you don't get to hear. And she's still married to me. See? Supernatural fate. (laughs) But I knew I had to go. So she agreed with me that I would face the giant. Are you with me? You see, your giant may not be my giant. But I faced the giant. I faced him all the way in the car drive to the hospital... And I faced him all the way in the elevator ride up to Rob's room. And God is yet still faithful because here my friend is sitting in church. My point, I have to draw on something that I didn't put there, but God put there. My natural self, every party has a pooper. That's why we invented you, party pooper. That's my natural self. (laughs) I had to draw on something. I needed to learn how to use, and God is getting me ready. And so that's why this is coming to us to learn how to use the faith that God has. I need to have the faith of Jesus, not just in, of. That's a big difference. Most believers know about faith. It's powerful, pastor, we know that. It moves mountains, it heals people. We know all that. It's just so many things. They know it's there, but they don't think they have any of it or very little. They're constantly... Maybe just like, you know, they see themselves as a failure. I failed this. I messed up. I did this. Or they want to go and I get it to somebody that seems like they never mess up. Then maybe if we followed a certain, you know, TV preacher or whatever, and I just need him to lay hands on me. Well, if God told you that, okay, that's fine. But I'm just telling you, he has the same amount of faith that you have. And the enemy wants to keep you grasping for straws. The devil Loves lying. And if you want to believe that you are beyond help or hope, and it is always in someone else, you just don't have it, then the devil says, you believe that, that's good. Now, I love to pray for people. But just understand, I am not the only one in this building that's sitting here right now that has the faith of God. Now, there are many in here that have faith in God. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we don't recognize that we have the faith of God. You have the same measure in you that I have in me. Same as Peter. Same as Paul. You thought I was going to say Mary, aren't you? But I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I'm going to say Jesus. Man, who doesn't want to be like Jesus? You have the faith of Jesus. Now, let me be clear. You have to grow in your understanding... And how it functions and operates, there's a process. You can't just disobey other laws and things that God has put in place and think that that's gonna work. We have to understand. How many have ever been to a place where you've, I feel like, uh, I don't know, somebody that said, I've seen everything, done everything? We all probably have met people in our lives that are like that. From Who Tied the Pups? But I haven't seen the result I want. I still don't have what I'm praying about or looking at or any of that. It's still not healed. It's still there. So we get desperate. And I understand. I've been that way. So this isn't judgment. This isn't, this is just stuff the Lord wants me to say. We are looking for God. I don't care how it gets done, just do it. If I can't do it, give me somebody that can. And I think sometimes we need people, don't you? Sometimes we're just wore out. We've just been, we're just like, that's it. I got nothing left. And you need somebody that's gonna carry you on a stretcher, if that's what it takes. And the faith of those friends. You know, I heard somebody say, remember that story? They they couldn't get him in the crowd and they lowered him through the roof. I don't know if this is true or not, but I kind of like the way that sounds. They said they think that was Jesus' house. I never thought of that. Because, I mean, I know if it was my dad and somebody's tearing off the roof, he wants to know how he's getting a whole new roof. (laughs) Dad, if you're watching, I love you. But, I mean, wouldn't we all be thinking that? Like, hey, you just messed up my roof. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's not what we're here to talk about. But I'm just saying those, those buddies said we're going to get you to where you're going to get the help. But this is a game changer for me. This changes a lot of my mindset. And each week, I will, sh- oh, my goodness, I'm going to show you what the Lord is showing me. This is going to help you. You know, there's a lot of people in the sound of my voice, and we all struggle with it. Have you ever? Forgiving people. And sometimes we blend for unforgiveness and trust, or not trusting together. And I don't think you should be a doormat. I don't think, I mean, I think you should learn. There's, There's certain things after a while you're like, okay, you know, I love you, but no. I get that. But we are also not to go on and be unforgiving doesn't mean we have to be subject to some of the stuff anymore, but it does mean we have to go past it. Somebody say amen. Jesus told his disciples to forgive. They said, how many times? Have you ever felt like you've had friends or supposed friends or even relatives? Hallelujah for relatives. You know, the people you don't want to go on vacation with, but you'll see twice a year. (laughs) Never mind but they said how many times and in one of the gospels he they said seven times and he says 70 times seven what's his point point? 490 i want to forget yeah 490 times they can slap me 490 times and i have to say okay that's not his point his point is this forgiveness is is always needed because the disciples answered and they said, Luke 17, 5. And this is what they said when he said, you got to forgive them. And you can look at it. Luke 17, 5. Increase our faith. You have to forgive them. Shut the front door. That's the new international version. <laughs> Would you, are you kidding me? Have you ever felt like that? You need to forgive them. I'll tell you about forgiveness. Come here. Come here. This is, and the disciples, now listen to this. Let's be honest. These guys, these disciples, they saw a lot. They saw him heal the sick, raise the dead, five loaves, two fish, feed 20,000 people. They saw all kinds of things. They saw all of that. They never, there's not recorded in there, Lord. They saw him deliver demonic people possessed by the devil. They didn't say things like, help my faith. They asked questions like, well, the one guy said, your disciples couldn't do it. Casting the guy out. But the disciples are not recorded to say, I need more faith. But when it came to forgiveness, the disciples, after all of what they saw, said, you're going to have to help me. Some of us can't get past what I'm talking about because we don't think we we think we have but we really haven't forgiven. When Jesus says you got to forgive, they said, "Help." You see forgiveness is limitless. You're going to need to have the God kind of faith to do this. There's no limit to forgiveness. We always are supposed to walk in love and forgiveness to those that have hurt us. And that's not easy. But the Bible says their kindness leads them to repentance. So if you're kind, people see the love of God. It's not what everybody else sees. Anybody can just be nice. I get it. I held the door open during Christmas time for people going in and out of stores. And let me just give you a stat. Say out of six or ten people, six people said thank you. I wasn't looking for the thank you, but four of them said nothing. I struggle with that. My wife can tell you stuff like that, and I have to continually go, okay, God. And all it was was, you know, it's not a big deal, but do you ever want to make it a big deal because it just irks you? It's like petting a cat backwards. It just, just, <laughs> b- because. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I mean, is it hurt you? I'll have people I'll just wanna I'll say, excuse me, let me just let me just get around you. They don't even answer me. We'll go around, and Kim will hear me say stuff like, Oh, that's quite all right, sir. You go right ahead. Because I am I'm like Buzz Light, you're mocking me, aren't you? That's I'm like, ah, can you not even speak and be kind? And and she is my police. (laughs) Honey, you ever feel that you just need that person with you because they're your police? (laughs) Honey, I know forgiving he answers their question he goes on luke 17 6 so this is what the lord said if you have the faith of a mustard seed you can say to the mulberry tree be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it obey you so he makes a couple of points to his peeps here here's the first one guys well let me just say a mustard seed have you ever seen a mustard seed have you ever bought a hamburger that has sesame seeds on the bun It's smaller than the sesame seeds on your hamburger bun. That's how tiny it is. And Jesus is saying this. Here's his first point. You don't need more faith. You just have to use what you got. It's enough. The reason God gave it to you. Faith on, not just in didn't really realize this and as i'm doing this message the lord brings me back to when we lived on high point road that means nothing to you but to her she'll understand my kids are listening they will understand high point road we lived out in the country had 16 acres and they were up against hundreds of other acres it was a hunter's paradise absolutely loved the land and it had this long drive that went up to the house the house set up on a hill and it had these evergreen trees problem is some of the trees were dying And one up by the house was dead. Wasn't thinking of this, but I just know that we knew God and that we didn't want to have to cut down the tree. So we were just foolish enough, maybe that's the wrong word, bold enough, and we put our hands on that tree and said, you come back to life, and spoke to the tree. Now, if anybody's watching, or those that are online are like, you ain't right. <laughs> keep, keep watching. <laughs> but do you know what happened? We couldn't see that tree. As soon as we got done praying, it didn't all of a sudden go. It still looked dead. But weeks started going by, and we'd come up the drive, and one of the kids said, hey, Dad, look at the tree. And there started to be green on the stuff, on the needles. And pretty soon the tree came back to life. So when I'm doing this message, he brings me back to that. And this is when I'm thinking, I'm like, I didn't really, now think of, I'm just telling you. I wasn't examining my faith to see, I have faith in God. Yeah, I have faith in God, but it wasn't, I don't believe it was my faith. I just learned how to activate the faith of God that you have and I have. And I'm like, I didn't see it that way before. So do you mean, God, you have put that kind of faith in me and you gave it to me and it's there? And I can believe on the faith of God? That is exactly what I'm saying. You see, faith isn't the problem. We have faith in God and that's good but our mindset is a little warped on what we really do have or contain but let me just tell you the enemy knows what you have and it scares him i prayed for a student one time at camp and i didn't even expect it i was praying for another student and this whatever and this is a tall kid and just this is a good looking kid and everything i mean never expect Something started coming out of him that wasn't him. And we were just, we had prayed for people, and I was just praying. And, I mean, he contorted himself and turned around, and the voice that came out of him, you know, was, was not him. And I remember him looking at me and saying something. And, again, this has just been brought back to me this morning, him saying these words, You don't have the power. And I remember inside me, everybody say inside, rising up inside me at the time. This is what I said. I heard myself say it when I said to him, I said, it's not my power I'm dealing with. It's God. And I said that and that kid started shaking and I left this kid and said, oh, it's on. And went to that kid, and boom, he was completely free, went limp as a noodle. I never even knew he was struggling with anything. It's okay to have faith in God. That's good. But to know that there's something there that I didn't put there that God put there. And then to have some knowledge, aren't you glad the Holy Spirit is with you? Because he will give you the mystery that you might say, oh, that'll never happen to me. Don't say never. Because if you need him, he'll reveal something to you. And I I mean, it was out of my mouth. It was just there. And God set that kid free. And matter of fact, after that, many got set free. Let me tell you this. We don't know how to use faith. It's governed by laws. We don't want to take the time to learn. Because we live in a microwave society. And it's almost easier to have unbelief than real belief. But unbelief will negate working faith. It's opposite of faith. But if you have mustard seed faith, and you do, it's enough. When we were on staff in Dayton, I remember they wanted Kim. Kim, is she's the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. Not only is she the most beautiful, but she is she is so gifted. I already told you she can sing. She can sing, girl. That girl can sing. But she has perfect pitch. She can hear something and be, you need to go up, you need to go down, you need, or she can just go hear it. And when the kids were growing up, she'd just go to the keyboard. Oh, I want your cheeseburger. I got your. Che- she could just play it. I'm like, where did you learn that song? She said they just, it was on the radio. I'm like, where is my hairbrush? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Our kids grew up with Veggie tales, so you know. But she could go home and play that stuff. Crazy. And they said, you got gifts. You got talents. Can I say this to you? God will show your talents. Because they're for him. And so they said, we want you to be on the praise team. We want you to play the piano. And so she said, where's the piano? And they said, it's clear back in the back. She said, okay. Because she didn't want to be seen. Look what the Lord has done. We cannot mix unbelief with our faith because it counterbalances It waters it down, so to speak if we knew that the word was all true, and that's what we believed And we took it as absolute if God gave us the measure The measure of faith. I have that God put it there We don't have unbelief to battle against then do we? Luke 17:7 7 and 10 Which of you having served servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the field come at once sit down and eat will not either say to him prepare something for my supper gird yourself up serve me till I have eaten and drunk and afterward you eat and drink does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him I think not so likewise you when you have done all these things which you are commanded say we are unprofitable servants we have done what our duty is to do Brett why are you reading that to me it's because faith is a servant faith is a servant use what you have and live by faith if you have a boss you work for somebody it's what you're hired to do and they say do this and you do that you're hired to do that so that is expected If somebody is working on your house, you hire a contractor and you go out and inspect their work. You don't go out there and say, hey, you get down, let me get up there and do that. You go ahead, go sit in the house, turn on the tube, just go ahead. You don't do that because they work for you. Faith should be the normal Christian life. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the normal Christian life. The word also says the just shall live by faith. We're not supposed to just visit faith, stop by faith, spend a few days with faith, go on vacation with faith, just see it on Sunday and have faith that day, just trying to eat one day a week spiritually on Sunday, that's the only time we have faith, that's the only time we open our Bible, that's the only time we look on our smart app or whatever. We're not doing, we are supposed to be living by faith. 24-7. That doesn't mean you're religious. It means you're in relationship. Do you get that? I'm in relationship with her whether she's with me or not. It is constant. I feel like Willie Nelson. You're always on my mind. (laughs) That's what I feel like. I mean, I can't tell how many times I said, I've been thinking about you all day. I just needed to hear your voice. The other day I came home and she wrote me a note. And I loved it. I I told her, I said, it made my whole day. I didn't even know it was there. We walk in the door and Maddie goes, Dad. (laughs) Anytime your kid goes, Dad, you know something mushy's coming. Mom left you a note. I'm like, get away. But I'm also like, let me see it. So what I'm trying to tell you is, well, I just do a devotion every day. That's what I do. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I spend time with And you should. But don't get legalistic about it. You should be 24-7 living the faith that God has put in you. Always saying, God, Jesus, you are inside me. It's supposed to be constant. His second point, if God is your everything, you live by faith. He's not your part-time God. We've seen that a lot. You only, there are people, not you, okay, you, I'm preaching to the choir, but there are people that they only come to church when stuff is wrong. And we want them to come to church when stuff is wrong, but we want them to understand there's a relationship. Life could be so much better. Will you pray for me? Yes, I'll pray for you. But he is a full-time God, and he wants you to be full-time with him. When you live by faith, you are the same at home As you are at the job. As you are at the store. You think I'm ornery here? I'm just as ornery at home. You think I mess up words here? Oh, they got a book. I mess them up at home. You think I only treat her nice here? No, I treat her nice at home. She treats me nice too. Everything we do, Jesus is invited in. That's what we want. And sometimes we don't do it that way. And I'm telling you, he wants to take you to a level that he's with you. Everything Jesus is invited, you do it by faith. We totally depend on God. He's going to give us supernatural ideas, supernatural favor. I just went to Myers to pick up Maddie yesterday because of the weather and all that kind of stuff. I pull in, I had this front parking spot. Now, sometimes you'll be like, you know, I believe God for favor. And I got the front parking spot every time. Of course, you circled about 20 times until somebody pulled out and you pulled. I just pulled in. It was right there. Here's what happened. True story. I didn't even tell this to Kim. I'll get in, pull the spot out. And some lady walking by, she goes, well, that was lucky. And I said, no, ma'am, that's not luck. That's just favor. She said, this is true. Almost word for word. You need to go in and play the lottery right now. Who does that? And you guys are like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I just said, no, ma'am. I said, I, I don't do that. I said, I just count on God for my provision. She goes, okay. And walked away. That was the end of our conversation. But you know, when I was going into the store, I was like, thank you, God. Because I was kind to her, but I wasn't going to get in agreement with that. Because life and death is in your mouth. And if Jesus is with me, I don't care who's standing in front of me. If it's Pilate... Jesus, he never changed. Are you the son of God? You say that I am. He was Jesus all the time. I need knowledge of how to run faith. The word of God is where we get the knowledge. It's in the word. There's no DVD at Walmart or CD at Amazon. For some quick fix. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. We're not far from being over, okay? This is where I'm at. I believe more important what the word says than what I see, hear, or what other people say. It's more important to me than what the doctor says. The doctor is not God. I could give you a list of people that the doctor said oh it's over and they are still here today. What the news say oh listen to the news and believe everything you hear there that'll help you so positive so truthful (laughs) listen to the government not even going there. (laughs) I want to teach you to live by faith not by sight anymore that's what Jesus is talking about. They, the disciples, said, Increase our faith. I've seen you do all this stuff. Forgiving? Come on, Jesus. And this is what he said number one, you got it. Use what you got. You already have it. And then this is number two, live it. Now that you know that you have it, live it. Don't just do it occasionally, it is part of who you are, it's part of your DNA. It's part of your makeup. God is in me. God is with me. God is on me. God is around me. This isn't just for pastors. People have that mindset. This is just for pastors and clergy and the Pope. And That is such a sorry mindset. God is no respecter of persons. I'm going to have them turn on some music. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. We're going to uncover this. Faith of God. On God. Not just in. And he's going to show his glory. I believe it. I've seen things. I'm going to come down front. We were in a service, and Kim had been sick for how many weeks at Dayton? She weighs about 100 pounds. I got a leg that weighs what she weighs. You know what I'm saying? She was just on the couch. She didn't have any energy, nothing. Now, we did not learn this, but how many knows... If the right ingredient is already put in you, there is something to draw from. You might not even understand how it got out of there. Just like I turned to that kid and said, it's not my power I'm I'm dealing with. I'm I'm operating in his power. I didn't know how significant that was. But they they had a guest. They had a revival. So we went to this revival. It was all she could do just to go. She loves church. Don't get me wrong. She loves God. She is more passionate about God than anybody I know. She's very animated when she talks. You need to have her, we need to have her speak because I just, she has all kinds of motions. And I mean, she, she's just fun to listen to and, and she knows the word like, like her daddy. Her daddy was a word guy. So we go up there, and this guy, he's a, I can't remember his name, it doesn't really matter, but. He calls her out or she comes up for prayer. I can't remember which. And so she stood up there. or Wherever. And he said to her. God is going to heal you. He didn't know what she was dealing with. He said you're going to have all your energy back. And you're going to get up in the morning. Before me. It's rare. She's she's an early riser now. She didn't used to be. Now she gets up every morning. But we we get up. Generally around the same time. Sometimes I'm a little earlier. But what I'm saying is she developed that because her her hunger was for that. Are you with me? Are you hungry today? She put away her flesh side and said, because there's things that this woman likes. Warmth, food, and sleep. And if there's four, me. (laughs) But God would be number one. And so she put that. So she, okay. So that was a given. I'm just telling you how it was. We went to bed that night, you know, and and we talk, and and she said, "Well, what would you think?" You know, and I said, "I'm believing with him. I just believe, you know." And I, I really, quite frankly, I didn't know anything that I know now. It seemed like, you know, but we just we just knew God was God, and kind of maybe blind faith I don't know if that's a great term but we went to bed that night this is just one of the visitations that I've had I woke up probably about two o'clock or something have you ever been somewhere and you felt like somebody is in the room now if you're the protector you immediately turn into Rambo or Schwarzenegger whatever but there was a piece in the room and I remember I'm like somebody's in here and I normally this is probably uh, TMI I normally sleep on my left side like you need to know that but I'm always on the side closest to the door and I've done that since I've known her because my whole thing was if if ever you'd be in danger they'd have to come through me before they'd ever get her, So I'm on my left side and that anyway, I rolled over and there was an angel in the room. And I'm going to describe him to you. He was about eight foot tall. He had on a white robe. He had on a gold roped belt. No wings. Did not see any wings. He had dark hair and it wasn't like long. It was just like normal dude hair length i guess but he had his hands he was standing over her now back in the day how many remember water beds you might still have one Uh, you know they work so cool we moved so many times in ministry the whatever the baffles in those beds quit working a long time ago and when we we'd filled up it'd be like three feet tall (laughs) and it'd have to go down but if I moved too quickly I'd send her on a wave like Hawaii 50 and she'd fly out of the (laughs) bed but anyway back to the story he's standing over her now you need to understand in a normal room I'm gonna say those ceilings were probably seven or eight feet tall uh well they had to have been eight feet because he seemed like he was eight feet but he was ceiling to floor And he was bent over, and he had his hands over her like this, not touching her, just over her. And there was a small glow around him. And I remember I rolled over, and I looked at him, and he looked up at me, and he smiled. And I said, God sent you. You came because of the meeting tonight. That's what they were talking about. And he looked at me, and he just nodded his head. And then he smiled. And then he stood up like this. And one of the reasons I like, I'm sorry. One of the reasons I like Polar Express is because you remember the hobo on the train? And when he would disappear, and it would be like snowflakes, and he would just, This guy just turned around, and it was just like that. He was just gone. But it was like that. And the peace of God filled that room. And I remember she just laid there and was just resting so peacefully. And I laid back down and I went to sleep. And I was awoken in the morning by banging pans. And I looked over and she was gone. And I thought, at that point in her life, early rising was not in the agenda. She was downstairs and she was cooking some huge breakfast and she was putting pans here everywhere. You would have thought somebody took an IV of caffeine and went, she was like, good morning, honey. It's a great day. And she was healed. She never had that again. I didn't have. I had that in me, but I didn't know how to use it, and yet God's mercy and His grace. You have the measure, the measure, the measure of faith, the faith of God, not just in. Would God give you something not perfect? No. Would He give you something that didn't work? When I started uncovering this, I was like, God, it changes because my part of my confidence was in me. Are you getting it? It's not about me, it's about Him. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes.